The concept of retirement in this country is broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious experiences. And as a certified financial planner and CPA here in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset using my three-bucket approach to managing money and to find creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join me as we change the way we think about money and time and which one of these is the true currency. Hello and welcome back to Retire While You Work. This is Carson Odom. I'm a wealth advisor as well as a CPA and a CFP at David Adams Wealth Group. For today, I wanted to take a few moments reflecting on this year and all the crazy volatility that it's brought us and take some of the lessons that we learned from this year and really look towards the next few months and the remaining three months that this year is going to bring us because in less than a month, we're going to have a presidential election that none of us know how it's going to turn out, and I don't think anybody's too excited about it. And the market, looking back over the past few months, has been pretty wild. We've seen one of the fastest, deepest declines in history, and we've also seen one of the fastest recoveries that we've ever seen. And going into an election, I think Everyone is still expecting some sort of volatility, but the question we want to pose is what are some lessons that we're able to learn from the previous three quarters of this year that we can apply in the last quarter of this year because we know there's still going to be drama and there's still going to be a lot going on with the stock market as well as the political environment. Because as, as we all know, the coronavirus is still very much with us as well as you know, much of the economic dislocation that quarantines and full lockdowns have caused. And we're hearing a lot about vaccines and the progress that different companies are making with different vaccines. But regardless, by the time we as consumers are able to have a vaccine in our hands, it's likely we're hearing maybe summer of next year. Um, and that's just current talk. Also, you know, like I just mentioned, in the coming weeks, we're going to have a hyper-partisan presidential election. That, as we're hearing, there's going to be some sort of voting issues, whether it's because of COVID or mail-in ballots. We're hearing so many things over the media. And who knows what this is going to cause, since we haven't ever really had to deal with this before. So with all of these the multiple unknowns that we're embarking on over the next few months... It's up to us as investors to take what we have learned or relearned earlier this year and use it to be better investors this last quarter. So a few lessons in no particular order going through starting with number one. No amount of study or economic commentary or market forecasting ever prepares us for really dramatic events. These really dramatic events always come at us at a deep left field. No one's expecting these black swan or dramatic events to happen. So if we try to make an investment strategy out of a quote, expert unquote opinion, you know, some sort of financial journal you read online, it is almost guaranteed that we're going to fail based on that, that opinion. Rather, 
we would recommend in the general council would be have a long-term plan that walks through and discusses before any events happen, your fears and all the fads that are going on and will go on through an investing lifetime. That will keep us as investors on the straight and narrow and help us avoid any emotional decisions, hopefully, when volatility increases. Second, looking back, the equity market went down 34% in 33 days earlier this year. Not a single one of us has ever seen that kind, that fast of a decline before. But with respect to its depth, so how far the market actually declined, that was about average. You know, the S&P 500 index has declined by about a third on average every five years or so since the end of World War II. But during those 75 years, the S&P 500 index has gone from literally a value of 15 to where it is now, above 3,000. So the lesson with this is that historically, the declines in the stock market don't last. Long term, the market is going to continue to progress and has always reasserted itself. Third is almost as suddenly as the market crashed, it completely recovered. It surmounted its February 19th highs on August 18th. But as we're able to see online, on TV, the news concerning the virus and the economy continues to be absolutely dreadful. And now the presidential election, even though the market's above its all-time highs or was, and continues to excel. So inside of this point, there's, there's two, two little bullet points here. First, the speed and trajectory of a major market recovery very often mirror the violence and depth of the preceding decline. You know, anybody can predict after market declines what the shape of it is going to be. We've heard V-shape, we've heard a check mark or a K-shape recovery. We saw here the market decline extremely fast, and we saw the market excel and come back extremely fast, almost as fast as it declined. Second, the equity market most often resumes its advance and may even go into a new high ground considerably before the economic picture clears. And that's what we're seeing today. This season is truly a telltale sign that the economy and the market are completely separate. They're completely different animals. And if we wait to invest before we see an unambiguously favorable economic trend, then history is going to tell us that we may have missed one of the most significant parts of the market advance. Next is an overarching lesson of this year's swift decline. Recovery is, of course, that the market cannot be timed. And that the long-term goal-focused equity investor is best advised to just write it out. Those who tried to time it because it declined so fast and came back so fast, within a few months, you blinked your eyes and you, you missed the whole ride down and back up. So that's why the counsel to write it out, even though it doesn't feel good, even though in times of panic and fear, you feel like you should be doing something, making some sort of action, when sometimes the best action is to do nothing. Lastly, there are 
the investment policies that we as a team for our clients have been following all year long. And from our experience, this year has validated the approaches that we've helped make for clients. Now, every client is different, and that's why we stress on retire while you work and with our clients, the three-bucket approach. Bucket one, some sort of emergency fund. Cash is king. With people losing so many jobs this year, unemployment going crazy high, crazy fast, cash was king. If you had bucket one in place, that was fantastic. Bucket three, your retirement accounts, anything protected by the IRS, that's long-term. That's exactly what I was talking about. We can ride that bucket out. Then bucket two, that quote, retire while you work bucket has the ability to either be an extension of your emergency fund in times where you might need to access it or let it ride out like your bucket three and let it keep riding and taking advantage of the increased market volatility. Now, we're going to continue to say this and it's with a ton of care for every investor out there especially our clients that we work with in regard to the election is that it is unwise in the extreme to exit the quality investments that we've been working on accumulating and investing in since our clients have been with us since you've potentially been invested in the market just because of uncertainties around the election historically under democratic presidents, the market's done almost equally to under Republican presidents. So in essence, it doesn't necessarily matter who's going to be sitting in that seat. And aside from the kind of self-inflicted wound of capital gains taxes, your chances of getting out of the market then back in advantageously are kind of historically pretty poor and it's just an extremely tough territory to navigate emotionally. So while we want to be aware of our emotions, we want to do everything we can to discuss them, be aware of them, and bring our decisions back to logic to make sure we're sticking to our long-term plan. So overall, despite the fact that we're embarking on a huge election and that this year has brought on so much volatility, hopefully these few points can give you a little bit of a sound mind going into it, help confirm your investment strategy. If you have questions about your investment strategy, you're a client of ours, contact us. If you're interested in helping us run different situations to make sure your portfolio is where it should be, reach out to us. We're here as a resource. Our entire team is here and able to help answer your questions about the market and where we're headed. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Retire While You Work. Thank you for listening today to Retire While You Work. I'm David Adams and hope you'll continue to listen as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money. And now some friendly disclaimers to make my compliance department at Raymond James happy. Here we go. Any opinions are those of myself, David Adams, and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities markets or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. 
Every investor situation is unique and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. (sighs) There you go.